I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This just in, puppy's adorable. And this is Unfeatured Articles. Woof, woof. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles. My name is Curtis Creative Genius Lang and I'm here with my good friends James the Boyman Dude. Okay, no, I can't. Creative Genius. No, cut it. Creative cut Genius it, cut Curtis it, Lang. Cut it, cut it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. <laughs> I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Creative Genius I'm Curtis Lang. Good. And I'm uh, Riley McNamara. I'm James Keogh. And this is Unfeatured Articles. Uh, where Say, we find... cut this podcast no, immediately. Let's keep going. I cut love it. this. Cut I it. love this Oi, so much. Look at you. Look at you. Look at my eyes, eh? Look at my eyes. Okay, let's keep going. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is but show. the people will not believe in me anymore. <laughs> lose faith I in spoke your... of revolution. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, guys. Welcome to Unfeatured Articles. So this is the podcast where uh, every week we uh, bring some wacky, some stupid, some just delightfully debonair articles into the fold of uh, this podcast. We talk about them. We have some banter. I'm here with my good friends, James Keogh. That's me. And Riley McNamara. Hello. We've already done this bit. You I don't know. need to re-go. You don't First need to try. It. Nailed it. First try. Nailed it. Happy for us. I don't um, know what you're talking about. We never did that bit. Just started as then. I'm going to gaslight you and the audience. <laughs> Believing that they forget everything. How are we doing this week, boys? James. Yes. You feeling any better than you were last week? Oh, I'm feeling all right. Yeah. Not too cool. bad. I'm coasting that sick train, just kind of getting Ooh, by. We're getting by. It's flu season and you're fluid, baby. That's. I'm. Uh, Riley, how are you, my dude? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Thought you weren't going to ask. I always ask, like literally every week. I know. I just. I, you okay? I, I just didn't you're think up, buddy? you would. Yeah. Good. You okay, man? Yeah. Riley is sad this we'll a, week. We'll get a beer after this. It'll be all right. We got articles? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All righty. <laughs> Who's going first? You? Jimmy? I am going first. James Gio, take, take it away. Sick boy oh takes it away. That was the best intro ever. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, I want to talk about David Ick. Hoomst? Hoomst. He is a man. Uh, he's not the best man. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Look, all right. Uh, he is a English writer and mm-hmm. public speaker. Former footballer and sports broadcaster, uh, but also known uh, since the 90s as a professional conspiracy theorist. Oh, no. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't. uh, We've reached the high point of the article. (laughs) Uh, No, it actually, yeah, it doesn't get much better from there. Uh, He's also anti Semitic. Uh, and a Holocaust oh, denier. There you go. There Jesus it is. Christ. But that's not what I don't want to talk about. Fucking him. surprising, surprising. Don't want to talk about this guy. Uh, I want to talk about his ideologies. Oh, I want to talk about good. what he believes is going on in this big yeah. old wacky world of ours. Right, let's okay. talk about it and only give it air so that we can laugh about it. Yes. And how stupid he is. Because I have no doubt that this is going to be a fucking roller coaster of insanity. Oh, yes. Which Take brings us to the section. Reptoid hypothesis. Oh, God. oh good. So uh, he has this ancient a- ancient astronaut narrative, which basically states that uh, 
humanity has been genetically manipulated yeah. by the Babylonian Brotherhood. If you've seen the movie Prometheus, sure, it's that. Yeah. Uh, the Babylonian Brotherhood, a hybrid race of human extraterrestrial reptilians, also known as the Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> Here we of go. Course. Yeah. Uh, so he's written about this in a bunch of books. Um, that, of course. Someone published this man? Well, that's the thing. Other his conspiracy wackos. His publisher was like, no, this is very like anti Semitic. I'm not going to publish any of this. So he started to self publish. Uh, he was course. just like, well, I got to get this out there. The world needs the to world know. The world needs to know. Um, so in The Biggest Secret, uh, from 1999, Ick identified the Brotherhood as descendants of reptilians from the constellation Draco, who live in caverns inside the Earth. They are the deities known as the Anunnaki in the Babylonian creation myth, uh-huh. uh, Enuma Elise, and the fallen angels, the Watchers, who mated with human women in the biblical apocrypha. Uh, he said in an interview... When you get back into the ancient world, you find this recurring theme of a union between a non-human race and humans, creating a hybrid race. From 1998, I started coming across people who told me they had seen people change into a non-human form. It's an age-old phenomenon known as shape-shifting. These, uh-huh. these stupid ideas coming out of the charismatic mouth of James Kehoe. Yes. It's not yep. computing in my brain right now. <laughs> it's what I believe, 100%, uh, okay, obviously. Just, yeah. Uh, it's fact. You're wondering why why did they come? Why did they come to Earth? Please. Uh, Ick maintains that they came for monatomic gold, a non-existent mineral, because only gases can exist in a monatomic state, uh, that he writes, increases the capacity of the nervous system 10,000-fold. Wow. After ingesting it, the reptilians can process vast amounts of information, speed up trans-dimensional travel, and shapeshift from, ref- uh, from reptilian to human. So, we've got three phases of reptiles, folks. Okay. Uh, first, reptilian human breeding programs took place 200,000 to 300,000 years ago. Obviously. Uh, perhaps creating Adam. Perhaps. 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 Uh, and the third and latest was 7,000 years ago. Is that why Eve was seduced by a snake, just quietly? Hey. Uh, see, now you're getting with Sexy. It. Now sexy. you're getting on the program. Yeah. Uh, the hybrids that? of the third program, uh, more Anunnaki than human at this point. They're uh-huh. the ones who control the world. Right. Yeah. The Brotherhood which controls the world today is the modern expression of the Babylonian Brotherhood of Rectile Aryan Priests and Royalty which came together there after the flood. Reptile Aryans? Yes. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> well, by Aryan, he explains, he means white. This includes most Jews, whom he regards as having originated in the uh, uh, Caucasus. So Jews are white. And uh, sure. they're also reptiles. Uh-huh. Anyway, so... <laughs> Christ. Let's talk about structure of this brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, let's sure. do that. This guy sounds like a fuck knuckle, but sure, let's... At the apex of the Babylonian brotherhood stands the global elite, and at the top of the global elite are the prison wardens. The goal of the brotherhood, uh, their great work of ages, is a microchipped population and fascist world government. So, who's a part of this brotherhood? Where yeah. do I sign up? Yeah, bloody... yeah, I mean, where's the where's the where's the e letter, the e news, like the right. the newsletter? What are we talking so about? So we're talking. So here's what the Brotherhood controls: United Nations, in an international monetary fund, Round Table, Council of Foreign Affairs, mm-hmm. uh, the Club of Rome, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, the media, the military, CIA, MI6, science, religion, just and science, just all of science, all of science, all of religion. All of the internet and 
uh, with witting or unwitting support from the London School of Economics. Uh, as of 2003, the reptilian bloodline encompassed 43 American presidents, three British and two Canadian prime ministers, several Sumerian kings and Egyptian pharaohs, and a smattering of celebrities. Um, it's also <laughs> alleged that the reptilians not only come from another planet, but are also from another dimension. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, specifically, the lower level of the fourth dimension. Uh, the lower level of the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. The one nearest to the physical world. Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. 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 He... Obviously, otherwise it would be too, like... No, it would be too, uh, yeah, be too much. Too abstract. Too much. Um, it's argued that uh, Ick was, you know, used this to skip awkward questions about how they got here. Um, <laughs> they control science. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matter. It's fine. They control all of science and the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then essentially there are, of course, the red dresses. So there are three categories of people. You guys know this. Sure. Three categories of people. The Brotherhood are actually interactive software programs. Uh, They lack consciousness and free will, and their human bodies are holographic veils. So so now wait. Now, now, now it's a technology conspiracy. Yep, now they're computer programs. I thought they were lizard people. Uh, They are, but they're They're also computer program lizard people. Yeah. The second group. Keep up, Curtis. Obviously, don't, don't, don't (laughs) pretend like I'm being unreasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, okay, and the second? Second group are, of course, the sheeple. <laughs> Fuck. I want to end this article now. <laughs> I don't want to talk any more about it. Keep going. You can have my article too. The sheeple are the vast majority of humanity. Uh, they're conscious, but they do as they're told and are the Brotherhood's main source of energy. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Okay. Is it also the Matrix? Uh, it's, well, <laughs> a little bit, but... <laughs> Here's, guess what the main source of energy for the Brotherhood is? What? Human anxiety. Oh. Which is why. What a perfect world. (laughs) Which is why the global elite are behind uh, 9-11, global warming, chemtrails, Columbine. Uh, That's all done by the global elite. Columbine? You mean Columbine? Yeah. The the shooting? The shooting. Yeah. Okay. Deep breath, mate. Just that one. Deep breath, mate. Okay. No, it's all right. It's Okay. Look, look, it's all right. We'll have a beer after this one. Yeah, it's, everything's fine. I can good energy in the room today, guys. Yes, oh, great, bad, really bad great. energy. Don't like it. And that's how they. Uh, that's how they harvest our anxiety. Um, yeah, and that's that's. Oh, and obviously uh, they also. So the moon is hollow. Sure. You know how the moon is hollow. And yeah. It's actually, uh, I used to work with a lady who flat out believed the moon was hollow. No way. No, I and and the, looking directly at the full moon was worse for you than looking directly at the sun. This is a woman that I know and worked with, and I had to tr- I had to pretend to take her seriously in <laughs> front of customers. Bloody one of the sheeple, am I right? Bloody yeah, one that's one it. That was me. Um, so the moon uh, is how they manipulate us. It's, it's a spacecraft, actually. Oh, okay. And an interdimensional portal uh, controlled by the reptilians. The moon matrix is a broadcast that from that spacecraft to the human body, uh, the human body computer specifically to the left hemisphere of the brain, which gives us our sense of reality. We are living in a dream world within a dream world, a matrix within the virtual reality universe, and it is being broadcast from the moon. Quote. Yes. <laughs> That's Good. about all I got. Huh? What was the red dresses? You said something about the oh, red the dresses. the red dresses, of course. Um, yes. Uh, that's that's that, horribly. Um, that's what the Brotherhood are. They're the red dress. You know how in the Matrix there's that thing of like the yeah, woman in the, the red dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's just like data. Uh, that's that's the that's the Brotherhood. Uh, the third section of people, if you're wondering, uh, also the I smallest was. group, 
uh, they're the ones who see through the illusion. Uh, yeah. They are oh. usually dubbed dangerous or mad. Who who knows why? I don't know why. Uh, All I'm hearing is some serious facts yeah. from, uh, oh, from yeah. these guys. <laughs> no Tell mad people here. My uh, every view I've ever upheld has been questioned and I am loving it. Mm, mm. Do we have a new member of the Babylonian Brotherhood in our midst? Yeah, look, I'm I'm signing up as we speak. <laughs> Riley McNamara, future lizard man. I like it. Now That's I do want to clarify. Like this guy, he read he's written a lot of books. Don't buy them. Like yeah. even if you're interested, like if you're like, oh, as, even as a joke, even as a meme, don't buy his. Don't books. fund don't, this. Don't maniac this man. Anyway, how's the sign up going? Um, it's going good. I just want to point out, like, does every does not every conspiracy website look like it was built by a fucking eight year old? It's right. you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, look, look. I've just white background. Yeah, you no, you're on the podcast. Yeah. Can't quite see this, but it's just it's literally just <laughs> a very bad. And we're not like, putting this link in the show notes. I absolutely refuse. This is not going. So it, it's you're just going to have to take our word for it that it's fucking shit house. It's just a very bad title that somebody in grade seven put on a PowerPoint. Yeah. And then it's just block text the whole yeah. way down. Well, that's similar. Like, I remember in, um, in high school when I did ancient history, like I did, uh, I had to write an essay on the pyramids and talk about theories about how they build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could literally talk about any theory you wanted to as long as you could back it up with sources. So I talked about aliens. Yes. Good. Um, but I found a website that was just a hideous shade of purple <laughs> with green text. Wow. Oh, man. And it was just and like, it was like pulsating. It was like... Well, it was made by aliens. Yeah, That's absolutely. why they yeah. have a good taste. That's yeah. their normal color. But they're always, they're always like made in HTML like mm. through oh, paint. Like, it's yeah. real bad. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Is that all we've got on? Uh, on yes, that? Good. that would be about it. Good. Rubbish human being. Yeah, what a dick. All right. All right. So I'm also going to talk about a human being. I'm going to talk about Ruth Belville. Ooh. Oh, I have actually, I was also going to do this article in a future episode, but I'm very happy for yeah. Elijah to take it. Yeah. Bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So for those, for the uninitiated, uh, Ruth Belville is also known as the Greenwich Time Lady. Time Lady? The Time Lady. Cool. She and was not, a, the, not the fun, like, Doctor Who no. kind of Time Lady. No, no, no. So she was a uh, she was a businesswoman from London. Cool. And her job was selling the time. Ooh, okay. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, she and her mother, Maria Elizabeth, and her father, John Henry, sold people the time. Like, that was what they did. Like, sold people the time? Money. Sold people the time. So before- This was done. Yeah. I've got the article. No, please. Place? No, Riley, sorry. I'm just, I do I do have to re- re- remove myself from butting um, in. So this was done by setting a watch to Greenwich Mean Time. Um, yeah. as, as I assume everybody knows, Greenwich Mean Time is the time, um, as shown on the Greenwich clock. And then uh, so they would set the time on the watch and then they would go around and be like, this is the time. Wow. This is the time. That'll be... It'll be a pound. Mm. Thank you. Huh. Before watches were like a common yeah, yeah. thing to kind of have on, uh, everybody kind of had a, had a watch. And also you had right. to set them every day because the mechanism mm. was like, uh, the mechanism was pretty garbage. Huh. So, so it's a timepiece. So you'd have to wind it. Yeah. Yes. And it would yeah. go for a while and then you would have to keep winding winding it throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Ruth's father, John Henry Belville, which is a great name. Great name. Great name. Yeah. Good, strong Solid name. name. Name for your father, eh? <laughs> um, created a service for over 200 clients in 1836. Nice. Um, he would go in the morning, he would go to Greenwich Observatory, um, which is where he worked. He would set his watch to the meantime, and then he would set off in his buggy. Um, 
I want to know what his buggy looks like. There's no pictures of the buggy. And, uh, I'm tipping it would be like a bicycle with like a with like some. You'd be able to carry some stuff. It'd be like a yeah mm. basket on the front. Put a cat or in maybe there. horse. Probably maybe. a horse and carriage buggy maybe. kind of thing. It doesn't sound like a buggy though, unless he's oh, got the, like the thing like the carriage that you would like a small kind of two wheeled carriage. Yeah, that you maybe horse. that's kind of a buggy. I guess kind of like a fancy chariot. Yeah, mm. I suppose so. Um, yeah, so he would set his set his watch to Greenwich Mean Time, and then he would set off on his route and uh, give the time to people. Um, they'd be able to set their clocks correctly, and they were subscribers. True. They paid him for it. Nice. <laughs> so you'd uh, assume, though, like if his whole routine is to like get up and like go to this town at a particular time, people could just like cheat it, right? They'd be like, "Oh, I see the guy. I know what time it is. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good." Seasonal changes it changed stuff. Like, yeah. like if you look outside, it's it's bloody it's dark now. Well, it is eight o'clock, um, but it's dark now. Like. Mm. You know, even down in Victoria, like it wouldn't be this dark at some parts of the year yeah. at this time. Um, time is so weird. It's, like it's just a constant, like it doesn't exist. It is, it t- time does not exist. Time doesn't, isn't real. <laughs> it is very not weird. Real. This is a, it, stays, it stays like sunny until like 9 p.m. in, I remember when I was in London when I was like yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. And um, we had to get up early the next day and like for a flight. And my dad came into like the, the hotel room where I, where I was standing. He was like, all right, time for bed. And I was like, but the sun's still out. And he was yeah. like, check your watch. Oh, it's 9.30. Okay, Whoa. that's fine. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's very in weird. Scandinavia in winter, like the sun barely comes up. Like yeah. there's yeah. Like, three hours of sunlight a day or something stupid. Yeah. Like, mm. Ridiculous. Good Lord. So um, the dad was in the business. How'd she get into it? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so John Henry, um, I will only refer to him as John Henry. Yes. Best um, John Henry continued his service up until his death in 1856. Mm. Um, his widow Maria was granted the privilege of carrying on the work ah. um, uh, as, as a means of livelihood. And he'd, he'd built up a pretty like, consistent business. So like that was, that was the job. Cool. That, was, that was how they won their bread. The family business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, she retired in 1892. So um, she did it for quite a, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she, she was in her eighties um, when she retired. Mm. Um, bloody, that's the Which way. In that time, that's the way like we're going, aren't 100. we, boys? Yeah, she yeah. was like a thousand years old back yeah. in that time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so Ruth took over the business. Um, when uh, when Mum retired in ninety in eighteen ninety two. Mm. Um, she continued the business up until 1940. Um, Ruth was in her 80s when she retired again. Um, and at the age of 86, she was still able to journey 12 miles from her home. Um, uh, Good on you for knocking the mic there and yeah, acting like sorry, nothing there, there was a little, little bit of a... <laughs> carrying on like an absolute champ. Yeah, look. <laughs> yes, and, right? Yeah. He's just very excited about this time yeah, lady. Dude, time lady. I mean, like... Place. I work a crappy job. This sounds like a fun job. Yeah. This sounds great. Man's got a point. Yeah. Like, just go around and be like, oh, it's uh, 9.02. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, have a good dude. day. The power you would have. Oh, yeah. Just like, like tell me the time. If, no. if you didn't, ha- if you had someone who you hated, you'd be like, yeah. you get around to them. It's 5 a.m. Mate, you're late for work. What are you doing? <laughs> it's 4 in the afternoon. I, I would, go the I fuck would, to work. I would take bribes. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey do you reckon it could be like 7 p.m.? Yeah. All right, how much? You're all right, mate. 20 pounds? Oh, oh, I'll take that. It's 7 p.m. Off to the pub we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, the neighbours kept me up all night last night. Oh, did they? I'll help you out. Yeah, I'll help you out. It's 5 a.m. Yeah. Maybe it's 5 a.m. Sleep in. Guys, yeah, go back to bed. It's, 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 oh, it's back, back to bed. Um, so, yeah, Ruth retired um, at 86, and she was still doing the 12-mile journey from her home to the observatory um, by 9 a.m. Wow. Jeez. Um, she died when she was 89. So she retired 
Three years before she at died. At 86, died at 89. Jeez. Wow. I feel like the job kept her going. Yeah. Yeah, you know what they say. If you have a job you love, you never work a day in your life. That's it. Um, apparently, the watch used by the business was a John Arnold pocket chronometer number 485 of 786. Classic. One of my favorites. Nicknamed Arnold. Uh, of your favorite of the watches? Yes. Have you got a list of your favorite watches? Uh, no. I tell you what, I've got a list of... There's some watches I really... I, I do enjoy I watches. I quite like watches a lot. Yeah. I've got... Akio is wearing a watch at the moment. I am wearing a watch currently. It's a, um, it's a um, Citizen Quartz. Uh, it's got a face. It's got some... Uh, unfeatured articles, the watch podcast. Do we have uh, any bids, ladies and gentlemen? Bids for the Citizen watch. Arms on the watch. Do I hear $80? $80, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. A day. A no, day no, no, no bids. Well. All right, this bid's over. Okay. Continue, Raleigh. Anyway, so the, uh, the, the, the Arnold, the watch, uh, was made for the Duke of Sussex and had a gold case. It was given to John Henry. He changed the case to silver because he was worried thieves would steal a gold watch. Um, when Ruth died, though, the watch was left to the worshipful company of clockmakers. Um, oh, man. Just uh, what a collector's doing item. a quick little bit of research on that. One of the livery companies of the City of London, clockmakers were formed by the Royal Charter in 1631. Mm. Um, no... Per- uh, a little bit of interesting trivia. There was no person that was allowed to sell clocks unless they were a member of this company. No way. You weren't allowed to sell a clock unless you were a member Secret. of the worshipful company of company of clockmakers. Wow. That's a whole so other. Was that, was that, do they make clocks or were they like a union? Um, I don't know. That's not the kind article I'm both, doing. I, I kind of want to do it now though. Um, <laughs> Bring it in next week. We'll talk about worshipful yeah. clocks. <laughs> All right, cool. Lock that in for next week. No one touch it. All right. Um, all right so uh, believe it or not, there was competition. Yeah. In the time Ooh. business. Like this this sounds like a pretty sweet gig to have. Everybody wanted a bit of it. Sure. Belleville's business came under attack from St. John Wynne, uh, director of the Standard Time Company, uh, which sold a telegraphic time signal service and therefore Belleville's main competitor. Wynne made a speech at the city United Wards Club attacking Belleville, claiming that her methods were amusingly out of date. Huh. He also implied that she might have been using her femininity to gain business. What? Yeah. I think this this St. John Wynn is a not a good dude. No, not a respectable character whatsoever. No. How did you get canonized? <laughs> oh, here you go. His page doesn't exist on Wikipedia. Oh, though, there you go. So. Hang on, canonized. That's- did you say saint or sir? Saint. Saint? Why is he a saint? Who knows? I don't know why he's a saint. Wikipedia won't tell me. Wikipedia doesn't think this man is deserving of an article. I back Wikipedia. Ooh, what's interesting is that he he did have an article, yeah. but now he's read. Yep. Welcome to James Kira's Broken Link. <laughs> uh, Here we go. Get Episode six. I demand you find out about this man. I, I'm going to come that's, back. I'm going to yeah, report that's, on that's this. That's you next week. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do this back. company of clockmakers. Let's have a, let's have a time, sp- like, like a clock specific episode next week. <laughs> How long is it going to go for? Episode 23. Oh, no. How long is it going to go for? Yeah. All of Will time. Will there be a start and an end? No. Good. The end of time itself. The um, end of time itself. Can I anyway, do my article now? I run, no. Oh, um, no. So... St. John Wynne's speech was published in The Times newspaper. Um, the article did not mention the Standard Time Company and the fact that he was Belleville's competitor. Um, so this guy's like published a speech discrediting this other company while not mentioning, oh, by the way, I work for the company that I'm trying to, you know, bow, bow. trying to like get along. Yeah. Um, uh, Belleville was besieged by reporters uh, interested in her business and the possible scandal. Um, which was implied by Wynne's comments. Um, Belleville managed to cope and resulting publicity resulted in an increase in sales. Uh, Belleville said that all Wynne had managed to do was to give her free advertising. Mm. Suck on that one, St. John Wynne, you loser. 
He's done. What a what out of a, the business. That is the story so, of Ruth Belville, the Greenwich Time Lady. Jeez. Looks like St. John didn't win that one. What you got, Curtis? <laughs> Make it better than Hopefully that, Curtis. better than that, yeah. <laughs> um, boys, I'm going to talk about the Wicked Bible. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. So the Wicked Bible, sometimes called the Adulterous Bible or the Sinner's Bible, is uh, a version of the Bible that was published in 1633, so 31, sorry. Mm. by Robert Barker and Martin Lucas. Uh, and they were the royal printers in London. Ooh. So print, so like The royal printers? Yeah. Wow. So they were like, up the, big up the chain, yeah. right? They were like doing big, beautiful books for like members of the court, members of the royal family and like very official kind of books and that kind of thing. Yeah. And this was in 1631. So this was like just after the printing press was invented. Right. Yeah, so it was um, still a big deal. Still a big deal and like- yeah, books were, were finally able to be made kind of um, en masse. Mm. Um, and so, but this version, this wicked Bible, uh, so it was meant to be a reprint of the King James Bible. Uh, the name is derived from a mistake made by the um, compositors. So these guys, right? I think I know about this. In the yeah. Ten Commandments, so um, Exodus 20, 14, oh. the word not mm. in the sentence, thou shalt not commit adultery, <laughs> was accidentally left out. <laughs> accidentally? Thus changing the sentence into... Thou shalt, thou shalt commit adultery. <laughs> accident, accident though. Accident though, or a bit of a meme. Oh dear. Accident or a bit of a meme. No, definitely an accident. Some Larrikins be like, oh, 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 delete, delete. Dude, delete. in 1631, you didn't fuck with the Bible. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It couldn't have been a worse typo. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, no. Yeah. The yeah, typo geez. to end all typos. Like, thou shalt steal would have been fine. Yeah. Sure. Thou shalt kill still pretty bad. Thou shalt. No, maybe yeah. I think thou shalt. Murder is like thou shalt not murder. If I if I was directed to murder by the Bible, I would not be. Uh, yeah, they didn't like adultery back then, though, that's did they? True. They really didn't like it. So what so, happened? This blunder was spread in a number of copies. Good. Right. About a year later, the publishers of the Wicked Bible were called to the Star Chamber. Okay, now the Star Whoa, Chamber that sounds dangerous. Yes, <laughs> was an English court of law which sat at the royal palace of Westminster. Ooh. Okay, so. Again, hectic big stuff. Deal. Big yeah. deal. <laughs> and it was composed of privy councillors and common law judges. So they mainly dealt with um, common law and equity courts uh, in civil and criminal matters. Yep. Right? So, still, big deal. And they were fined 300 pounds. Gee, in 1631. In 1631, that is the equivalent of 45,844 pounds as no of 2016. Which is the equivalent of 1 million Australian dollars. <laughs> About it's about ninety ninety thousand Australian dollars. Yeah, yeah. So ah. Not each. So just as a company, oh, just, but still, yeah, that's a shitload of that's money. Big yikes for a typo. Yeah, and for three but not letters. only that, they were deprived of their printing license. No, yeah. The fact that this edition of the Bible contains such a flagrant mistake, like if you get a fuck up the Bible, yeah. the Ten Commandments is probably the, not the place worst to do bit it. to do it. Yeah, like that's probably the most famous. Bit like, of the Bible. Yeah, right. most yeah. people know that. Yeah. Jeez. Like, you ask anyone what the Ten Commandments are, they'll be able to get most of them pretty... Yeah. 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 It's, it's certainly the most famous bit of the new, of the Old Testament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the fact that the addition... Yeah, so um, that it contains such a flagrant mistake outraged Charles I mm. and George Abbott, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who said then, I knew the time when great care was had about printing. The oh, Bibles damn. especially, good compositors and the best correctors were gotten being grave and learned men. The papers and the letter rare and fair every way of the best. But now the paper is naught. The composer's 
boys, and their correctors <laughs> unlearned. Wow. <laughs> the what is boys? What a, a dressing a down. scathing <laughs> remark. <Yeah>. Holy shit. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone say that kind of stuff yeah, anymore? Yeah, right. The majority of the Wicked Bible's copies were immediately cancelled and burnt. <laughs> I'm cancelling the Bible. <laughs> and the number of extant copies remaining today, which is considered highly valuable by collectors, sure. obviously, yeah. is thought to be relatively low. One copy is in the collection of rare books in the New York Public Library cool. and is very, very rarely made accessible. Another oh. can be seen in the Dunham Bible Museum in Houston, Texas. Uh, the British Library in London has a copy on display, opened to the misprinted commandment in a free exhibition until September 2009. Uh, the Wicked it. Bible also appeared on display for a limited time at the Ink and Blood exhibit in Gadsden, Alabama, from August 15th to September 1st, 2009. A copy was also then displayed until June 18th, 2011 at the Cambridge University London exhibition in England for the 400-year anniversary of the King's James Version of the Bible. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, let's talk. Let's go a little bit deeper into like what happened in the background and kind of thing. So, yeah, how did this happen? Historically, the omission of not was considered quite a common mistake. In 2004, for example, the style guide of the Associated Press advised using innocent instead of not guilty to describe acquittals as to prevent this eventuality. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. The Wicked Bible is the most prominent example of the Bible error, which uh, often have absent negatives that completely reverse the scriptural meaning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Bible Errata, that's got a link. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, how many Bibles have been misprinted? Yeah. This is interesting. Come on, computer. Don't let me down now. Bible Errata, Bible Errata. Come on, chat. Bible Errata, Bible Errata. I'm not doing it. Bible Podcasting, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> throughout history, printers, errors, and peculiar translations have appeared in Bibles published throughout the word. Well, okay. Um, I'll just do a couple. The Book of Kells. The Book, Book of, of Kells. Kells. <laughs> Our good friend Kell Anderson. That's a Bible, I would read. <laughs> the Book of Kells. Uh, the genealogy of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke has an extra ancestor at Luke 3.26. Just an extra uh, one. Yeah. The reason there. for this error is that the transcriber of the Book of, Vel- of Kells read, Qui fuit math... It's Latin. Sure. Uh, Mathataya, as qui fuit mathataya iaia in which he considered Eaia as an additional individual, so he added another quifit rather than the Latin ending of Matthew. Ah. Uh, and then in the same one, Matthew 10.34, B should be read, I came not to send peace, but the sword. However, rather than gladium, which means sword, Kells has gladium, meaning joy, rendering the verse, I came not only to send peace, but also joy. Yeah, that's not too Very, bad. Well, it's a much nicer connotation. It's true. Because yeah. the first one is quite warlike, but the other one yeah. is like, I'm here to just, you know, just chilling out. Love and love and just peace. hanging out. We're gonna Yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. Um Much the less Book of Deer in the 10th century. Uh the Book of Deer has a number of errors. In the genealogy of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, it has Seth as the first man and grandfather of Adam. Oh, which whoa. famously an extra guy. not true. There's two, that's two extra dudes. That's Uncle Seth. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, not even, it's not even an extra dude. It's just Seth. Nobody. Adam and Eve. Yeah, right. Seth's just like Seth. chilling like, oh, Seth. I'm having a good time. God. Adam yeah. and Eve. The almighty Seth. Yeah. <laughs> All hail Seth. 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 He's so mighty. He- Seth would have been such a cool name back then, but now when I say the Seth. word Seth, I just picture like a dude with dreadlocks. <laughs> I Straight up, there is a dude I went to primary school with called Seth who has dreadlocks. <laughs> there you what go. What the fuck? Um, Isn't Seth also like an Egyptian? Uh, Seth. That's Seth. Yeah. yeah. Seth. But he was, uh, he's part very of the, different to Seth. Yeah. Very, he, and, he and Seth, they clash a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Both have dreadlocks though. Yeah, yeah. they're roommates. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it is spelt Seth, but it's pronounced Set. Set. Um, I'll do a couple more because this is quite oh, fun. Go for it. Go for uh, it. Coverdale, the Bug Bible. Huh? Miles Coverdale's 1535 Bible, known as the Bug Bible, because the fifth verse of Psalm read, Thou shalt not need to be afraid for any bugs of the night. <laughs> a competing oh. claim to authorship comes from Storfer's The Queer, The Quaint, and The Quizzical, written in 1882. In this book, Storfer claims that the Bug Bible was printed by John Day, 1551, with a prologue, Tyndall. Didn't you do something on John Day? John Day. Was that you? Was he the guy so. who like wrote the pamphlets? Um, oh, no, that's a different guy. Ah, okay, never yep. mind. Um, the Bug Bible has also been claimed to have been written in Middle English, in which the word bug, spelt B-U-G-G-E, meant mm. a specter that haunts or a ghost. The King James Bible used the word terror. The term was actually first used by George Joy, whose translation of the Psalms was seen through the press by Coverdale before he translated the Old Testament. This use of the word bug was repeated in the 1539 Great Bible and the Matthew Bible. Huh. Um, one more. We'll do one more. Please. Uh, the Wife Beater's Bible. Oh, oh no. God, why a do foot- we do this one? <laughs> a footnote to uh, Peter 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 7, inserted by Beck, reads, And if she be not obedient and helpful unto him, endeavoureth to beat the fear of, God, fear of God into her head, that thereby she may be compelled to learn her duty and do it. Ooh. So, so you, you didn't want to put James Dude on the podcast, but you'll put that on the podcast. Well, Beck, who's Beck? He sounds like a dick as well. Did he do? He didn't do it purposefully, did he? No, I believe he inserted it. Oh no, yeah. Edmund Beck <laughs> is his name. Why would you do that? Yeah, a theological writer was ordained deacon by Bishop Nicholas Ridley in 1551. Yeah, so he was just like he was. I'm just gonna go freestyle. On yeah, this with one. the Bible. I'm just gonna, I'm just go, gonna... Uh, put in my own ones. Yeah, little, uh, this is little this improv is, on this one. This is just the shit dudes podcast. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, like David I guess Ick, so. but he's St. John Wynn, and now this guy. Yeah, geez, it's a bunch of like assholes. Yeah, assholes through history. Uh, that's the name of the episode. Assholes through history. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, alrighty, well, yeah, let's wrap up the uh, the Wicked Bible really quickly. Um, so the, oh, let's talk about the public reaction. Please. So in 1631, apart from contempt within the church, the case of the Wicked Bible was commented on by historians soon after the printing. His Majesty's printers, at or about this time, had committed a scandalous mistake in our English Bibles by leaving out the word not in the seventh commandment. His Majesty being made acquainted with it by the Bishop of London, order was given for calling the printers into the High Commission, whereupon evidence of the fact, the whole impression was called in, and the printers deeply fined, and their justice and they justly merited. With some part of this fine lord caused a fair Greek calendar to be provided for publishing such manuscripts as time and industry should make ready for the public view. Wow. Well, there you I have go. no idea what that last bit means. <laughs> uh, the public Sound in vicious. modern time, in 2008, a copy of the Wicked Bible went up for sale online, priced at $89,500. The displayed book was priced at 99500 as of 2015. That'll pay back there fine. Yeah, exactly. In 2015, one of the remaining 10 known Wicked Bibles was put on auction by uh, Bonhams. Don't know what Bonhams, Bonhams. is. Bonhams? Probably owned British auction house. There you go. Mm. And sold for £31,250. Nice. Yep. So there you go. There you go. The Wicked Bible. The Wicked Bible. Ah. There you go. (laughs) Can't believe you fucked up the Ten Commandments. Yeah, right. Jesus. Of all the... I'm talking about the Bible and I just said the word Jesus. I'm sorry for blaspheming on this podcast. I'm very... Very sorry. It's all right. You will be fined $90,000. $90,000. Good. Yeah. 
300 so, pounds. What right, do you guys so, uh, yeah. think? Yeah, we got to vote on a winner. We so, do. Um, recap. Good, good, strong episode, boys. Good, strong That's episode. Good. good episode. Arseholes through history. Arseholes through history. <laughs> it's a good time. Lock that one in now. Um, so I had David Ick. Yeah, David Ick. Reptile people. <laughs> Riley? Uh, I had the Greenwich Time Lady. You did have the Greenwich Time Lady. And I, and I had the Wicked Bible. Hmm. Um, James, you started off. Why don't you I'll go start it off. Um, I liked Time Lady. Yeah. How about you, Ross? I liked Time Lady. You can't vote for yourself, <laughs> dickhead. But uh, second place. No. Um, as shit a human being as he is, David X, like weird. Yeah, it makes me feel people. better about myself. As yeah, well. exactly. I flat out refuse to vote for David X. I'm voting yep. for Ruth. Yes. Good. So there you go. But unfortunately, by default. David Ick has won this. No, no, you voted for Ruth. I voted oh, for Ruth. Thank God. Oh, yes, good. I knew I did something right. Okay. <laughs> Ruth Belville has won. Yes. Yay. Go the Greenwich Time Lady. Time lady. Yes. Good on us. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Thank well, you. We Ooh. should talk about the bracket as well because that is coming, coming up, up pretty soon. Yeah. So um, episode 33, we're going to do 32 episodes uh, of standard episodes of what we talk about um, in the episodes. I'm gonna, we're going to do episodes of what we talk about in the episodes, apparently. I'm having a stellar yeah, time great, with my speech great opening, today. Great, great opening, closing. great closing. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk. Um, we're gonna do, do, a, do a big NBA-style um, bracket yep. of all of the articles. We're going to um, pit one against another, and we're going to come down, and we're going to come down with a definitive winner of what we think is the best article of season one of Unfeatured Articles. Yes. Um, and it's going to be a big, fun episode. We're going to try and get all our guests back on. Yeah, coming absolutely. Soon. Um, it's a lot yeah. of guests. It's a lot of guests. What is this? This is episode 22, isn't it? 23. Yeah. 22. 22. Yep. Well, in three more episodes, we'll be having another guest. That's right. I wonder who it'll be. Ooh, I'm tipping it's going to be Liz Kehoe. All right. It's going to be Liz Kehoe. I back it. Yeah, Liz Kehoe's a good gal. Till then, uh, thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us on, you know, your iTunes. You go- you're on it at the moment. You're right here. Um, but <laughs> Just Google don't go Play, away. Just where you are. Um, find more. We've got more. And also show them to your friends because we really enjoy that. We appreciate that. Uh, guys, do we have some social media? I think we, we do have some think social, a media. Bit of social media. We oh, do. Okay. Uh, we so. are on Instagram uh, just under Unfeatured Articles. Uh, we are on Twitter as uh, Unfeatured Pod. And we're on Facebook. That's Unfeatured Articles. Do we have merch? You we better believe we do have merch. merch. We haven't been talking about our merch enough. It's true, I guess. We have so much merch. You can get anything with uh, any of the um, That's Not Canon Productions, uh, any of the shows, any of the logos, any of uh, some special ones. Uh, you, your other podcast, My Song Suck, has a shirt that says Jazz on Noble Steve. We do. It's which very is cool. very fun. Yeah, but you can get hoodies, you can get t-shirts, uh, long sleeve t-shirts, short t- sleeve Most t-shirts. Most importantly, you can get dog bandanas. You can get dog, dog bandanas. bandanas. Get your doggy a bandana with unfeatured articles on it. It's all very good. Do That's that. the way to do it. Um, and uh, what's, what's, that, uh, what's that link there, James? Yeah, that James link knows the link. That shop.spreadshirt.com.au slash that's not canon. Indeed it is. All right. Well, cool, we'll cool, put cool. that link in the show notes as well um, so that you can just go ahead and uh, check that out. If you don't even buy anything, that's fine. Just, just go have a, look. have a look. Preferably buy something. Uh, also have a look at all the other shows on the, the That's Not Canon uh, productions. So you've got stuff like Second Take. You've got stuff like uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything uh, I Know. My Song Suck, your My other podcast suck. that we just talked about. Yes, yes, yes. Good thing they're all on the wall. so we can And many, many more, yes. <laughs> um, go check those out. Uh, our theme song is Pukatori and Friends by Kevin McLeod. Indeed it is. And until next time, browse response. <laughs>
we advertise it on other people's podcasts so that they can go and enjoy it as well. Am I talking about penises or am I talking about opinions on film? To find out, you'll have to go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com or find Second Take Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.